Double up. Three or four times, I ain't telling no lies. I just run it up. Never let a hard time have a wash. Double up. I ain't telling no lies. I just. Yeah. What's going on, world? Welcome to the Double Up Podcast. It's your host, Will Brown, a.k.a. Double Up, a.k.a. just somebody else trying to figure it out. That's what we all trying to do, right? We're trying to connect perspectives, understand each other, and just figure this all out. And I ain't going to lie, I'm a, little, I'm a little frustrated today. I had to come out here in the mountains. I'm, in, I'm on Camelback Mountain right now, out here in Phoenix. Uh, I had to walk up here, clear my mind a little bit, because I got some news about the homie Van Latham getting fired from TMZ. And, you know, well, for those of you who don't know, Van Latham is one of the um, highest-rated personalities over at TMZ. Very, very intelligent brother. Always challenging perspectives, always pushing the culture. And today the news came out that he was fired for a verbal disagreement with a co-worker. And we all know how that goes. You disagree with the wrong person at work and it might cost you your job but we don't got the facts yet we know the brother was standing on his morals and because of that he lost his job and if i know van well enough just based off of the podcast uh the red pill podcast great listen i've always listened to it for about going on two years now but um i think the the main thing that van always talks about is being authentic and standing on your character and so i don't think he even upset he sent the tweet out saying he's not even mad about it but it really made me think about uh, a few things coming into this podcast and uh the main thing that van got a lot of attention for recently was his disagreement with kanye west and kanye we are know he, he gonna come with some controversial takes he gonna say some things that we don't agree with all of the time example slavery as a choice now when we all heard that we was like Kanye is wilding and other people were like you know maybe he's just thinking freely you know he's just giving a different perspective but Van Latham was there to hold down the culture he was in the building at TMZ the day that Kanye said that slavery was a choice and he offered his perspective checking the brother Kanye letting them know that what you're saying is dangerous. And when you have the type of influence that Kanye West has, it's, it's important for, for him to be mindful of what he says. And um, saying something like that is very, very, very disrespectful and shows a lack of empathy for our ancestors and the people who really had to go through those struggles and had to fight for our freedom, man and make those life or death decisions that shouldn't be judged by us who are living comfortably now and especially from Kanye living in this Calabasas mansion you know but passing that judgment you're open to interpretation and so fan offered his his take on the situation to kind of shut that down in TMZ and you can go look it up on YouTube uh just see how the brother really um intelligently broke it down to Kanye why you can't just be crazy with your words. You got to be mindful of what you're saying and understand the impact of these things. But, you know me, I'm always going to play a little, just a little devil's advocate just to push 
the conversations forward. And looking at it from Kanye's perspective, I'm like, what? He must have been smoking that good gas, like that good tree that day. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't going to blame that on no weed. He was, he was just in some mind state that said, Kanye, go ahead and, and, and challenge everyone's perspective by saying slavery is a choice. So what aspect of slavery could have been a choice? Is it, is it having your family separated against your will? being murdered, being lynched. I know he couldn't have been talking about that. So the only thing I could wrap my mind around is that the fact that the people didn't unify fast enough and be willing to die for their cause, be willing to fall on that sword and take the ultimate loss for their freedom. And if you look at it from that perspective, as crazy as it is, I see what Kanye was trying to say like why didn't more of them take the, the kill manga approach like before I be a slave throw me in the ocean and bury me with my ancestors like why didn't more slaves just say the hell with it we going forward in that turn if we die we die and that's that's so interesting to think about but also understand us as people as 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 a creature on this earth your number one instinct is to survive. So if, so if everyone falls on their sword, if everyone decides we're going to die for this cause, then you lose the lineage, you lose your people, you lose the ability to push forward. And that's something that we've always figured out how to do as black people, you know? Some people call it um, conforming, you know? And in a sense, there are some people who take it <laughs> to the extreme and conform and, and become something that they're not. But the idea is to survive. And a lot of us are doing that now. You know, you're at your job every day. Every day you're at your job and you feel like, man, I really can't stand on what I feel. I really can't let these people know what's on my mind and what's on my heart because it'll risk my paycheck. And I feel you. I ain't never going to be the one to tell you, hey, go in there, uh, put the black power fist on your boss desk and, and let them know that if you ain't donating to Black Lives Matter tomorrow, then you ain't shit. <laughs> Nobody going to put that type of pressure on you. But what I'm saying is be aware of what you're sacrificing. Eventually, that's going to catch up with you. And eventually, that stress, that anxiety, it's going to roll over to how you treat your loved ones. That's just being real. So you got to be aware of what, what, what stances are you willing to, test, to, to take? Excuse me, like what, what causes are you willing to, willing to stand on? Because if you take on every cause, you got to become deeply educated in those causes. And you have to be highly empathetic of those causes. I know some people right now who will make you feel like a, a piece of shit for not donating to the dolphin uh, endangered species fund. And from my mind, I'm like, why are we worried about these dolphins? But it's because they have a heightened level of empathy and have done so much research and education on this topic that it's overwhelmed them to push people on their own. So they have to build a movement. So whatever cause you have, hey, get educated in it and be highly empathetic. That's the only way you're going to get somebody to understand your views, you know? You can go in your office with the Kaepernick shirt on. 
But be willing to really speak on what you're talking about. Don't just be in there trying to be divisive. You know? Don't just be in your, in your office or at your factory just trying to cause riots. Nah, be there for some solutions. Let's talk about it. Well, if y'all want to talk about it, just ignore my shirt. <laughs> well, if I got to change my shirt, so be it. But let people know where you stand sometimes. Let them understand you so you don't become a slave to your employer, no matter what the, what the paycheck is. Some people doing it for the minimum wage, getting by, paying their bills, because, hey, I, gotta, I don't care what the owner of this job think. I need that check this Friday so I can take care of my people. And then other people are so, so caught up in their lifestyle. I mean, you got them, them real golden handcuffs on. You making that, that big six-figure salary. I done been there. I done been been in the NFL, I done been in these engineering positions making this money, so I know how I get. But you got to understand where you, where you willing to take a stance on. Once you see your, your job or the people around you pushing a culture that you're not willing to be a part of, you got to separate yourself by any means. Understand that you're going to have to take a step back financially sometimes. That happens. But this is a long, this is a long marathon we in. But never lose yourself. Even as athletes, never lose yourself for that dollar. I know a lot of cats was really, man, they was feeling, ah, I wanna, I wanna take that knee with cap. I really do. But I need that check, boy. Now, cap, I ain't got them M's like you. I ain't got that Nike, that Nike deal like you. But I feel you, bro. And I know why people still dying in the streets. And I know the league could really invest more in the communities of these. I'm going to keep it real. The league is, is really invested in these communities, whether they like it or not. All of the, not all of them, a lot of the stadiums are in these inner city communities of these major. I'm talking about Miami. I'm talking about St. Louis. Well, St. Louis gone out, but y'all know what I mean. All of these major cities have the stadiums downtown in the hoods, very hood adjacent. Even the new Rams facility they're building is in Compton, right next door. So the, the NFL is invested. These leagues are invested in these people who come from these underserved communities. So it's okay to voice your opinion. Now understand the backlash that's going to come with that. Understand where are you at in your position of power. What type of leverage do you really have? Have you been saving your bread? Are you invested in things off of the field, outside of the court to where mm, I can make a stance to push my sport because I know I'm not solely dependent on my sport? Hmm? Is you getting there yet as an athlete? Are you thinking about these things? If you really want to help your people, you can't do it on your own. <laughs> I know people that done tried. I know. You're like, man, how did I just go through a $75,000 game check? Man, I shot my, shot my, my mom 10000 I paid my bills and my cars and everything. That was another 15000 Man, I sent the homie like 5000 Shit, I went to the club. That was on like 3000 Man, where all the bread go? I only got four. Like, it ain't adding up in your head, but hey, it's because you're trying to do it all on your own. Invest your bread. Put your people on. Put them in positions to win. So now they ain't always got to leech off of you. They, they generate their own bread, you know? So you can take your stances and, and really believe what you say, 
because now I know I got this whole support system that I've built up around me, my community, my people. So if I disagree with this owner here, I'm going to go work for another owner or I'm going to build my own, you know? It's a lot of ways to get to the dollar. You don't got to sacrifice your, your character. You don't got to sacrifice your authenticity. You know when you're being authentic because you always have empathy for who you used to be. I'll say that again. You know you're being authentic because you always have empathy for the person you used to be. The moment you really start hating that old version of yourself, that's the moment you will never have empathy for somebody else going through that. You will never understand. You will never give them the chance. So y'all can never connect perspectives and y'all can never push your culture. So stay authentic through it. I know you at your job. I know you're on that team trying to hold it down. But keep that morality over money. I had one of my homies tell me, my homie John, John Powers, man, that's my, one of my best friends. He's my ace. And he was like, bruh, if somebody put a gun to your head and said, do you believe in God? And if you say, yeah, I'm going to kill you, would you say yeah? And shit, as a youngin, I'm like, hell no, nah. I'm saying, no, I'm not trying to die straight up. And John was like, shit, I just be in heaven. And that type of conviction, bro, that type of, I don't even know if John knew how wise that was at such a young age. We was probably like 18, 19 at the time. But just that sense of understanding of faith and being real with yourself and really having morals that you're willing to die for, that's powerful. Those are the type of morals that a lot of people aren't willing to stand on. It takes a lot of courage. One of the most courageous people I think of recently is Jamel Hill. You know, Jamel Hill, she was an analyst at ESPN who moved up the ranks. I'm talking this sister was a young black woman doing it. And she was about her hustle, you know. She wasn't trying to uh, cheat or... or flirt her way to the top like she was really grinding and she was one of the best personalities on the on tv she knew her games she knew the real information and insights i ain't talking about just the stats she knew the little nuances of the sport she was talking about whether it be football basketball whatever and the thing about jamel and, and really any strong black woman is when you push them to the point of morality or money, sisters is choosing morality. Like, like I'm gonna just keep it real, fellas. Like, a lot of sisters are the ones who push the culture, the ones who nurtured the culture because they know we gotta take this stance. I'm gonna support my my brothers, my 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 husbands, my sons because I know they gonna have to fall. They gonna take the L's. They gonna take the biggest losses. But us as women. We're going to continue to keep standing on what we say. And maybe we don't get the job. Maybe we don't get elevated in society like we should. But if you look at the curve of time and just the curve of morality, women tend to lead the charge. It may be from the back, but women really are the ones who, hey, watch out. Watch out, man. Let me, let me really show you some, some wisdom right here. Let me give you some game for real, for real, on how you should handle this. A lot of men, we, we poke our chest out like we really got it done. But women take those stances, and Jamel took a stance that cost her a career. 
You know, she went on Twitter and she said flat out, Donald Trump is a racist and he supports white supremacy. Which right now in this climate, you can say that on CNN and nobody gonna bat an eyelash. But at the time, that wasn't politically correct and people was not going and especially ESPN. ESPN wasn't having it. So as soon as she sent out that tweet, that was really the end of her contract and we never saw no more uh, sports in that six with Jamel, like, and, and, and Mike, man, I don't know if Michael Smith, I, I don't know if he walked out with Jamel, if you did, hey, I salute you, brother, but, but Michael lost his job, too, sooner after, so, just saying what it was, and Jamel really feeling like she had to tell the world how she felt, no matter what the backlash would be, she said herself, she ain't think she'd have this much backlash, this much hate thrown her way for just stating what she felt was was pretty obvious to a lot of people. To each his own. Everybody can have an opinion. Nobody is really free to pass judgment. Everybody does, but nobody should really be passing judgment. But Jamel wasn't worried about that. Jamel was worried about letting people know that her job, even though it's what she loved, it's not her. Your job is not you, even if it's what you love. Always remember your morals and, and remember what you're sticking to and try to understand people. Like, I had a conversation with a friend of mine named Kyle, and he, was, he, he DM'd me. He was like, man, I don't really agree with Jamel, and I don't like her views. I think she's uh, very divisive. And um, at first, I'm like... I don't think you really understand Jamel. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get upset and be like, bro, you really tripping? But I'm trying to elevate. I'm trying to just get a little more empathetic with my sense of understanding with people. So I start asking questions. I'm like, what, you think she, what do you think she's bitter about? What do you think it is that she resents, you know? And when you really get to, to that point and me and Cal having a conversation, you start to think about, how empathetic am I being to Jamel Hill? Like, I'm talking about this sister probably had to deal with a lot of bullshit coming up through the ranks. I'm sure nobody ever just goes full-fledged, fuck everybody, <laughs> off the rip. You go through some things that push you there. And Jamel was pushed there, you know? She was trying to play kumbaya and, hey, y'all, y'all see what's going on? And her white co-workers were like, yeah, yeah, it's messed up. But uh, um, you see Aaron Rodgers stuff for 400 yards yesterday? Jamel like, damn, no, but y'all know uh, Kaepernick can't even get a job no more because he took a stance for black people. Yeah, Jamel, I feel you. But uh, Kaepernick ain't been to the Super Bowl in a while. I really don't even know why he's so upset at police. Like, that type of <laughs> – that'll really drain you. Like, that'll get – on your last nerves and we know black women when you get to their last nerves they gonna tell you the real <laughs> flat out they gonna tell you what's real and so unfortunately sister had to lose her job but with cal like he's a he's a he's a white dude you know what i'm saying grew up uh, in kansas i believe and so it's it's connecting perspectives getting people to understand that even though i see this angry upset frustrated black person i shouldn't be so quick to judge their opinion even if i disagree with it. even if i'm like man she tripping 
let me not pass that judgment not understanding what she's been through and not understanding what type of solution she's really talking about. So we got to stay connected, man. We all got to stay with that sense of empathy and that sense of everybody ain't trying to fight, bro. Everybody not just trying to be mad. Black people not just trying to be yelling at y'all. We do want to get some stuff done peacefully, but when we see some hate, we call a spade a spade. If it ain't righteous, it ain't righteous. It don't got nothing to do with your whiteness. Y'all should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Straight up, if it ain't righteous, it don't got nothing to do with your whiteness. Like, all we trying to do is progress with our people, trying to right some of the wrongs that's been done in the past, some by the government, some by private entities, but it's been obvious suppression of our people when People have had to take those stances. People like Jamel Hill. People like Van Latham to this point. I ain't saying they uh, Sojourner Truth or, you know what I'm saying, or Frederick Douglass, nobody. But what I'm saying is even in this day and age, even in 2019, you have to be willing to take a stance. I love my job. I love what I do. One of the main reasons I love working at Exos is because of the moral standard that they have, the sense of service. I had conversations with the, with the founder all the time, like, this is who I am. We may disagree on some things, but he knows, like, hey, Will is going to be real, and Will is going to be productive. So always add value to your situation, but never feel like you got to stay somewhere where the owner or the people that's around you in that culture got you feeling like a slave. Because 2019, slavery is a choice. It wasn't back then, Kanye. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but 2019, it's for sure a choice. That's it, man. I appreciate y'all rocking with me today. Shout out to my sponsors, Realist Rare. Make sure y'all hit the site, www.realistrarebrand.com. I always got the latest merch. Or hit your boy. Hit me in the DM, will.a.brown on Instagram. Whatever you need, G, whatever you need just to connect. If you want to have some questions on the next podcast, shoot them my way. And we're going to keep this thing rocking. In the meantime, y'all stay blessed. Keep spreading these positive vibes. And double up.